Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're doing things a little bit differently today. Um, so hopefully uh, everything will work out. Waiting for my guests to show up. Uh, waiting for the Facebook Live to get started. Um, but we, of course, will continue through. Um, and we will start, as usual, with our quotes of the day. Um, uh, from the universe and from Abraham. Still waiting to see my guest who hasn't shown up yet, but hopefully she will be here shortly. She's really wonderful. So uh, I'm really looking forward to having her on the show today. So let's get started with our quote from the universe. First, let's see what the universe has in store for us. When just starting out on a new journey, it's only natural to feel vulnerable, like you have so much to lose. But may I remind you that never again at any other point in the same journey will you ever have so much to gain? I'll take that as a yes. Tally-ho, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, I think that this quote kind of... Uh, uh, teasing us a little bit about how, you know, sometimes when we're starting off something new, uh, we kind of feel like, uh, uh, you know, we're uncertain. There, there's so much that can go wrong. There's so much like uh, that we can use, lose. But it's really all about our perspective. And, and it's not always about how much can we lose it's about how much can we gain it's like when we're starting over when we're starting from scratch when we're in this place of of newness we can create anything and i think this is a, a very apropos quote uh uh because it really um i think can speak to a lot of situations that people are in right now uh, because with everything going on, with the pandemic, with restrictions, and, you know, things open up for the summer, we're going, looks like we're going to be closing down again shortly. There's so much that's new and different on the journey for most people. You know, most people were not prepared for this. Most people never have no clue, like, how to deal and with this kind of situation where everything is different than it was just a few months ago. And so it, when we're looking at this situation and we're not really quite sure which way to go, you know, it's easy to look on the, the negative side of things. It's easy to say, oh my God, you know, the, 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 I don't know what to do. And, and there's so much that, uh, that I'm, I can lose my income, my business, my career, you know, whatever. And in the exact same position, we can also say, oh, my God, what a great opportunity. I can create something brand new. I can go in a totally different direction. And I can change because my values now are different. So it really all comes down to just our particular perspective on the situation that we're in. It's never about the situation. It's always about how we interpret and how we see our situation. So a wonderful quote from the universe to kick us off. Okay, let's see what Abraham has for us today. And then we'll introduce our guest from Abraham. There will be a time not so far from now that you will look back on this phase of your life. And instead of condemning or beating up on it, Instead of blaming or guilting, you will feel appreciation for it because you will understand that a renewed desire for life was born out of this period that will bring you to physical heights that you could not have achieved without the contrast that gave birth to this desire. Abraham. Ooh, I love this quote. I think it's the first time I've had this quote on the show. Um, and this one, it, it really speaks to me because it's one that I often use a lot with clients, with talking to friends, with working uh, to, with people that when, 
when we're in the middle of something, when we're going through sometimes the most difficult, heart-wrenching, challenging times of our life, we're, we're, we're often judging that experience. We're judging what's going on. And we kind of feel like, oh my God, this is awful. This is horrible when we're in the middle of it. But we have such a limited perspective that um, we don't really see the long-term effects of this. And it's often not until weeks, months, maybe years or decades later that we look back on that period of time in our life and we say to ourselves, oh my God, like I grew so much from that. I am who I am today because of those trials and that I went through and, and I'm such a better person because of it. Yet at the time we were going through those challenges, we were like, Oh my God, when is this going to be over? Oh my God, I can't wait for this to finish. And, and we're just, all we're doing is just completely judging what we're going through at the time. And we're, we're totally missing the gift in the journey. So this is why I often say to people, it's like we don't have the perspective to say whether what we're going through in the moment is good or bad. And this applies to even what's happening today. So I always say, let's just put it off just for 24 hours. Let's just say, I'm not going to judge this until tomorrow. And then, of course, you know what you do when tomorrow comes. Well, I still am not quite sure. I don't really have the perspective. Let me wait until tomorrow. And if we just keep putting off judging something from one day to the next to the next, eventually we build up that habit, that muscle of not judging the situations we're in, and then we're freer to view them differently. Then we're freer to be able to say, okay, what's the gift in this? How does this serve me? Or just, it is what it is, and I'll just get through it the best I can like I always do. So I know that, look, I mean, in the real world, things can be tough. Of course they can. That's life. But we grow from that sometimes. And sometimes those are our greatest gifts. Sometimes there are greatest challenges, but sometimes there are greatest gifts the key is we just do not have the perspective to know what it is in the moment. And oftentimes it takes years and years and years to have the perspective to let us know what kind of gift it was. And indeed, over time, it may shift and change. One year, you may look back upon it and say, oh, man, it was wonderful. And then the next year, it's like, oh, but it led to this. And this is awful right now. Oh, but it led to that. And that's great now. And it can keep shifting and changing over time. So. I guess the, the, the whole message of our quote from Abraham and, and not that far off from the, the message from the universe about, you know, that it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. And I would like to say it's all really about just being present in the moment to where you are without judgment. And when we can release that judgment, oh, makes all the difference in the world. So two wonderful, amazing quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. I hope you've enjoyed them. I always like them. And now it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the show, my dear friend, an amazing human being, Karen McGregor, who is a thought leader, global speaker, and catalyst for influencers who have a passion to create positive change in the world. She supports leaders in, uh, to master their internal environment and their external systems and processes, thereby becoming a powerful force for change. Karen is the founder of Speaker Success Formula a training company that has supported thousands of professionals and entrepreneurs over the past decade to create and deliver powerful messages on stage. She has shared her message on stage with such luminaries as Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, John Gray, and David Wolf. This woman's no slouch. Her TEDx talk has been viewed by over 1 million people. Woo! And her ideas and direct quotes have been featured on CTV News, Reader's Digest, Breakfast Television, which is in Toronto. Yay, Canada. Happy Thanksgiving. 
for all our Canadian friends, USA Today, Florida Weekly, and other prominent media outlets. And her latest book, which is what we're talking about today, The Tao of Influence, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Leaders and Entrepreneurs, is a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And it is my pleasure to welcome Karen to the show. How are you doing today, Karen? Thank you. I'm doing really well, Sam. Thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm glad uh, we finally made this happen. Uh, scheduling is always like one of the trickiest things um, <laughs> when it comes to setting up a show. Um, so, Karen, I always like to give my uh, audience like a little bit of background, start off a little bit. We, we just have, you know, about four minutes uh, for the first uh, segment. So we take our break. But I would love for you to just kind of give us a little bit of kind of where you started and, and like what your journey was like to come to where you are today. Like, did you, you know, when you were a little girl, were you like standing up in the classroom giving speeches and bringing your friends together <laughs> so you could talk in front of them and telling them how to speak better? Or what, what was your dream when you were a little kid? Well, two, two parts, I think, uh, in regard to the speaking I had always known internally, and I think this is true for all of us, that there's um, a spark or a desire when we're younger um, that shows up intermittently through our life and then often comes raging back in our 40s, 50s, 60s, um, and even beyond. Um, and so that's really what happened for me. When I first saw Tony Robbins on stage, I was 30 years wow. old. I had never been to any sort of event like that where there were thousands of people in the room and they were all chanting Tony Tony <laughs> <laughs> I thought what the hell is this a cult or something but no yeah. it was not it was beautiful and I remember thinking I'm gonna be on stage with that man one day and I had no idea how or why or even how it came out of my mouth but it was um, it was a real uh, strong soul calling and so I listened to that. And over the years, I started to write and speak. And eventually, I started to train speakers because that was so rewarding to me to help them to be able to grow their business and become a powerful leader through their messenger, me <laughs> through being a messenger and having powerful messages. Um, and so just really quickly, uh, in regard to the Tao of Influence, which is my new book, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I really feel like I was always a type A personality, very driven, very goal oriented. Uh, but I was missing that internal development of the of the mystic within, you know, really, mm. everything that you've just talked about, and your show conscious consultant is perfect for what we're going to talk about today, because really, yeah. going internally is the answer. Uh, before we ever get results from our systems, we need to look within. Mm -hmm. and, and how long have you been an entrepreneur now? How long have you actually like worked for yourself? Well, I've been working for myself since, let me see, oh my goodness, probably <laughs> about 17 years. Wow. Uh, I think the success formula has been the last 10 years, so a decade mm. now. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's been a long time. Wow. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Great. Um, and, and Tao of Influence, this isn't your first book. This is just your latest book, right? Yes. I have two other books as well. I started off with interviewing entrepreneurs about their success stories. And that was my mm -hmm. first book. And then mm -hmm. moving on to more of drop, how do we drop from our head to our heart? Mm. And that was my second book, The Madonna Code. And now the Tao of Influence really supports people to use the philosophies and principles of the Tao Te Ching in their everyday life, in business, and as a leader. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, great, great. I mean, that's a great uh, uh, place to, to take a quick break. Um, and we come back, uh, let's just talk a little bit about what was sort of the the motivation, what was the inspiration for the Tao of Influence, and then let's really dig into uh, what it's all about and how it can support people in, in our current times, okay? 
Sounds good. See you then. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And hey, Sanaya, I see you there on the Facebook Live. Thanks for joining us. Remember, if anybody has any questions on the Facebook Live, just type them into the comment section and we'll get to them. And we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Karen McGregor, author of the new book, The Tao of Influence, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Leaders and Entrepreneurs. And obviously, my loyal listeners know, like a person after my own heart, um, because I'm very much into the uh, bringing ancient wisdom into modern times, making it practical, making it something that people understand actually serves us that it's not just some old hokey stuff that like oh yeah people talked about that thousands of years ago has no relevance today and karen actually right it does have a lot of relevance today doesn't it absolutely i you know i really feel like uh many of us are coming back to simplicity coming back to what is it that really matters and i think that the Tao speaks so beautifully to those internal elements that help us to, you know, get through times like this, get through uncertainty, get through chaos. Yeah, so it's very important. So I'm curious, um, what was it about the Tao that kind of resonated with you so much that you decided to, to, you know, create this body of work around what you learned from it? Hmm. Good question. You know, many of us go through deep challenges And I remember um, a period of my life where my father passed away Uh and, and I was going through a divorce, you know, a couple of years after that. And I was really struggling, um, you know, just with, with all of those things. And I remember picking up the Tao and also being gifted a version of the Tao, because of course there's different translations of the Tao. And one of the things that I came across that has stuck with me all these years and and really was the the impetus to write this book was a line that basically said that we can have challenges and in fact we all will have challenges it's just a matter of time (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but it's how we choose to experience those challenges 
And the Tao really puts forth the, the idea that what if we could have that challenge and not actually enter into the chaos of the challenge, mm, the, yeah. the anxiety behind it, or whatever it produces for you in that moment. What if we could not have that? And so what mm. you talked about earlier, Sam, is so beautiful, looking at the perspective that we all have, because, um, you know, many of us are looking at this challenge of the pandemic in one way, mm-hmm. But there is an entirely different group that may look at it a different way. So we're not all seeing the same thing through the same eyes. And therefore, when the Tao, you know, when when I read that, I thought, okay, we need to actually make this into a practical, (laughs) we being me, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, responsibility. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I need to make this into a a practical version for myself in terms of how do all these beautiful ancient philosophies and wisdoms, principles, how do they practically work out in my daily life? Because I was suffering. And Mm. so that was the beginning of this book was really looking at, okay, how can I help myself and others to do the same? Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And and it's kind of interesting, like you taking the Tao and you're applying it to something you wouldn't normally think of, which is influence. So I'm curious, what was the inspiration to kind of use that particular perspective of, of the Tao on influence and in, in specifically? Yes, you know, as I was writing it, I thought to, I chuckled to myself because I knew people were going to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> because influence, you know, when we look at the dictionary term of it, it is actually related to power. And mm. so a lot of people think of power and influence in a negative way rather yes. than a positive way. Right. And so when we look at the, uh, the, the pillar of power in my book, I have four pillars. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I really address power first, because power is what all of our decisions and, and every, the way that we view life, everything is related to our personal power. Right. And so how I explain that, Sam, is that when we're young, we have different uh, needs that are very simple and and often we get those needs net, met but as we get a little bit older three four five years old we realize that hey not all of our needs are being met here and so we try to get those needs met in other ways than the original way and so as soon as we choose that we can enter into what I call the shadow side of the power which is Mm. instead of coming from our love and just, you know, being in our pure love force, now we're trying to manipulate the world in order to get our needs met. And so those power patterns show up as things like um, controller, you know, the need to be right, the need to control. Mm. Uh, Someone who withdraws from life and says, you know, I'm not voting as an example, or I'm not going to get involved in these conversations and just completely withdraw from life. Another example is, you know, someone who is the, the, the righteous being, like everything revolves around the, that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's difficult. It's difficult yeah. to, to deal with that, um, you know, when, when we're in an in a environment, um, in a boardroom, or making decisions together, or a community initiative. So I have eight different power patterns that I lay out and really help people to see where they as well as their family members their colleagues where do they fit in those power patterns and and i actually develop archetypes as well power archetypes Mm. on my website i talk about that so getting back to your you know where does influence and Tao connect when uh, you really look deeply into the Tao, it is about proper use of power and balance of Mm. that power Mm -hmm. and and power for me how I describe it in the book is that it it is actually our pure love force it is Mm. the force of love however like I said very early on this becomes 
uh, a shadow power pattern and it can stay with us our entire life if we're not sure. you know conscious of it and that's why i love your <laughs> conscious consultant i love the name of that you know for your show thank you yeah it's interesting i mean power i guess you can say it's a it's like a tool right it's like a hammer you can use a hammer to build a house you know to build a bed to build anything or you can use a hammer to kill someone the hammer itself is not inherently good or bad it's just a tool it's neutral the same way power power can be used for what we would judge or consider good or evil and is really up to us to to say look this is power there's nothing inherently wrong with it but it's how do we apply it what's the intention behind it you know what are we coming from a place of love and connection and joy, or are we coming from a place of domination and fear and lack? So it, it's sort of, you know, nothing is inherently around power. It's not inherently good or bad, but it's something that is present in each of our lives. Yes. And I, how I um, often uh, teach people about this concept too, is that When you think about the Tao, it really is about balance. It's about maintaining balance. So there's really two ways we can get off balance. And so one of them is to reach for something with the, with fear and with ego behind it. So we can all have goals or we can all have, um, you know, intentions, but when the agenda becomes, I must get that in order for me Mm. to feel good about who I am. And Mm. so we see that in politics, we see it in relationships, right? Even in the bedroom, like it's just so rampant. Um, And, and so many of us are, are pushing and striving and, and making life hard because we have an internal belief that if we don't get that thing, it means something about us. And so I say to always Sam that, I notice so much now that the extraction mentality I must get, I must extract has hurt the earth. I mean, look at the state that we're in now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and now there's beautiful movies coming out about how, you know, extraction is not the answer. It's actually, you know, we need to put things back into the soil that were there before we started tampering with it as an example. But that's a great metaphor, isn't it? For, For our life, because we are, if we stop becoming an extractor and really look at how we can come back into balance and, and be the loving, giving person that, you know, that we're born to be. I think mm-hmm. that makes a huge difference. So the power patterns, when we, when we look really vulnerably at how we behave, you know, in our relationships, it really, really supports us to stop the extraction. Now, the other way, if, it, you know, we talked about balance, so that's one way. The other way is to back away, like I said, back away from life. So that means I'm not getting involved in anything. I'm not going to speak up when I should. I'm not going to take action to support what I really believe. I'm just going to stay quiet and not do a, not do a thing. And right. that's everybody's prerogative. However, I'm talking to leaders in my book. Mm. And I'm asking them really to watch, also watch that. Because it mm. can take you out of your equilibrium of your true power Hmm. right right so it it sounds like what you're saying is there's this give and take right and that for a system to be sustainable right you can't just pull out of the system you have to feed the system as well and that system can be our bodies the environment our economy it could be anything and by looking at these these ancient uh, teachings they really give us sort of guidelines of how to think about things, how to show up, how to be present in a way in our lives where we can be more mindful. We can be more uh, aware of that give and take and, and how to create that balance between 
what we're putting into and what we're taking out of. Because the other thing too is, is if we're always giving, 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 then we're depleting ourselves and then we're not able to show up uh, in a good way. But, but if we're filling ourselves up so that then we can give more, then it's a sustainable relationship, isn't it? Yes. And I always ask people to come back to the question, you know, am I doing this out of love or am I somehow afraid that if I don't do it, I will be a bad person or I won't be worthy or I won't be smart or I won't be enough in some way. And so I would suggest that sometimes, yes, I talk about the martyr pattern, you know, that we give, 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 but the giving is with a fear underneath that if we don't do those things, then somehow we're not enough or we will be judged. Um, So there's a lot of underlying uh, fears that come into some of these patterns, which again, take us out of balance. We all want to be loving, giving, beautiful people, but we can be thrown out of balance if we don't understand our motives. Right. Right, right. Yeah, especially when we're trying to prove ourselves, right? We're grasping, we're grabbing towards something. Um, Okay, it's time for us to take another break. Uh, When we come back, um, actually, I'd love to know, what is your intention behind the book? What are you hoping people will actually get out of the Tao of Influence? And and so like like how do you know when you've achieved that? Like what what have people said about it that help you to feel like ah, people are getting it? Okay, absolutely, yes, awesome, wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, twelve noon to one p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, We journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m. So tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I see Sanaya, a loyal listener on the Facebook Live, says, I create different written manifestos that I recite to myself and reconstruct depending on what goes on in my life around me constantly. It helps me to balance. Wonderful, mm-hmm. Sanaya. I love that. That's a great practice. Create a manifesto. Um, so we're talking with Karen McGregor, author of the book, The Tao of Influence. Hold it up for our audience again. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't have a copy here, so there I can't hold are. it up. It's a beautiful <laughs> cover. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm curious, what was your, and I know sometimes not always when we start the book, but the, when we finish the book, because I'm like, just finished my first book recently, and you hold it in your hands. It's like, what is it that you really hope people will get from the book? What's the intention behind it? How, how are you hoping it will serve people? Well, I had two intentions. One is how will it serve the world? And then how will it serve people personally? Mm-hmm. So I, I, in terms of how it will serve the world, I really believe that when we can come back to these principles that we talked about earlier, um, we, we become influence. We don't need to do anything specific to be influential. It's actually who we are inside. In other words, we have no agenda other than to genuinely support the earth, support the planet, support human beings. Um, And we come back to that original beauty of children, really, which is we are in our essence. We don't need to uh, strive because we, we have to prove something to ourselves or to other people. And so when we come back to that balance, I believe that that essential nature is what will change the world. Mm. Um, it will it will shift on a big global level, right. and that's what I'm really passionate about. On the personal level, I'm really passionate to support people to come back into presence through understanding these power patterns and how to start to dismantle those patterns. And so that's really a big portion of the first half of the book where I thought if I could help people to understand this and begin to live it with, you know, live in, in the presence uh, by dealing with this, then I've done my job. And actually it's wonderful, Sam, that you asked me about people's comments so far because they said, you know, I've never thought about my daily reality in this way until you Mm. pointed it out and now I can see of course people always see other people's patterns before they see their own but they said not only can I see my own but now (laughs) I see what's happening in my house what's happening in the boardroom and I understand it much better so Mm. I um, I love that that's that's wonderful Cool. cool I want to ask you about the four P's of influence, but first I just want to ask you, uh, what do you feel is the hardest part about somebody shifting, an individual shifting their relationship to power? Mm -hmm. Yes. The most difficult part is the habits have to be created. Mm. So when you are the witness to your thoughts, when you're the witness to your behaviors, your witness to your emotions, it takes practice. So a lot of people say start with yoga and meditation because it helps to bring you back and bring bring your awareness. Um, however, it's only one part of what will contribute to change because we all know people who meditate and then they fly off the handle and they're aggressive the rest of the day, right? Uh, <laughs> absolutely, so, absolutely. So it is about establishing the um, habits that allow us to then finally come back to, oh, okay, I, this is what I'm playing out right now. Oh, okay, you know, this is what I'm thinking right now. I see where it's coming from, the fear. And I'm, I'm going to choose to disengage. Now, I have all sorts of ways in which to support people through that in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is, you know, this is a critical time in history to finally get out of the, the matrix of illusion that we're in, that we're all in this fearful, fear-based perception of ourselves, others in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I think things are highlighted now more in today's environment than ever before. Um, so let, let's talk about influence. In the book, you mentioned that there are four P's of influence. What are those four P's? So we started with power. That's the mm-hmm. first one and the most foundational piece. So that's why we spend a lot of time on that in the book. And mm-hmm. then we move to presence, 
which mm. we touched upon as well. And the reason that presence um, is after the pillar of power is because it's almost impossible, even if you do yoga and meditation, to be fully present to life, to, to, to others, to the world. It's, it's almost impossible if you don't have your power patterns um, worked through because mm. it, the shadow piece will always pull you back to the mm. past or launch you into the future in such a way that you're not actually here. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Beautiful. Yes. And, um, the, and the one, last one of my two, teachers, <laughs> just, just quickly before yes. purpose and before the next two P's, um, yeah. one of my teachers likes to say that true presence is power that actually the more present you can be, the more power you can have, because the more you're aware of everything going on around you. So in a way, they kind of reinforce each other, don't they? Absolutely, yes. And so what, what I love to say is that, that as soon as we really work through our power, all of a sudden, the presence appears because we're now in our love power, not our, mm. not the fear and the hidden agendas and all the things that are underneath our behaviors and thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, power, presence, what are the last all two All right, pieces? so the purpose, purpose is, um, I, I really look at two types of purpose. One is what many people think of as what, what should I do next? What is my calling? What is my vocation? What should I really be doing with my life? And that is a, it's a type of purpose that's very important to most of us. And so I talk about how when you are present to to whatever it is that's right in front of you, mm -hmm. it's much easier to be able to tap into your guidance, your intuition, uh, to have great relationships with people mm. um, that allow you to unfold your purpose. So mm. many people want someone else to tell them what their purpose is. But I, I, you know, in the book, I talk about presence and, and, and power informing our purpose. And, mm. and so sometimes we push and we cajole and we try to get something. And when we finally get it, have you ever had that experience, Sam? You finally get it and you think, what was that all about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah. And I interviewed um, a number of people, um, notably in this particular uh, segment, this particular pillar, uh, Matthew Knowles, who is Beyonce's father. Oh, and yeah. he, um, you know, even before Beyonce was born, He's been a, a serial entrepreneur his whole life. And he talked about how um, he originally, when he started, he always felt bad if he had to fire someone, you know, if he mm. had to let go of someone. Mm. But he said that over time, he realized that he was doing them a favor because he's actually supporting them to say, this is not your purpose. This is mm. not what you're meant for. You know, this is what I see in you, and it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I encourage you to pursue that, but this is not your journey. And mm -hmm. so I think if we have that, you know, um, sort of courage to share that with people, but also the opposite, if we see someone who is uh, really brilliant in a certain area, we might say, wow, that, that thing that you just said or did you got to look more into that because that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's a sign of your purpose. And so for leaders, we're always looking for opportunities to affirm people's true purpose because right. we, there, there's, you know, and my partner included, you know, he's a mm -hmm. really gifted financial advisor, but is it his purpose? No, mm -hmm. it's not. And so um, our job doesn't always need to be our purpose, but often right. it's more rewarding if it can be, you if, know, <laughs> if it's lined up, if it's lined up in some way and we feel like we're living our purpose because we just spend so much time at work. So it's good. But but lots of times people, their their work is just how they pay the bills and then their real purpose shows up 
in in how they volunteer or what do they do afterwards or maybe it's in their family or whatever so let's hold it there i want to save the the fourth p for when we come back from this last break i can't believe it's like time flies i could talk to you for hours on this show so we'll have (laughs) to have you uh, come back Uh, i'm sure you're going to write more books so next book we'll have you come back again okay (laughs) so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we've been speaking this hour to karen mcgregor author of the new book the dow of influence and we're going to be right back after this you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower are you a small business trying to navigate the covid19 related employment laws Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, Employment Law Business Law Attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with Karen McGregor, thought leader, global speaker, and author of the new book, The Tao of Influence, and fellow Evolutionary Business Council member. See, my folks know, like, when I bring somebody on from the EBC, they make such great guests. All right, we don't have a lot of time left in the last segment, so let's just go right into it. What's the last of the four uh, Ps of influence? So the last P, Sam, is potential. And for everyone listening, you know, that was really an overused word about a decade ago. Everybody was talking about potential, right? Right. Um, However, when it comes to the Tao, what I really realized was when we work with our power patterns and we become present and we tune into our own deepest purpose, which, by the way, the deepest purpose is simply to love. <laughs> mm, we talked absolutely. about other types of purpose, but the, the bigger purpose is for all of us to learn to love. Mm-hmm. And that when we get into that state, then we can do what I call um, potential is becoming the mystic and the activist. You're merging mm. your mysticism and you're merging your activism. So you are... Um, doing what you need to do in the world, whatever that is, is what I call the activist, that you're passionately doing what you need to do in the world. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it with the blend of the mystic. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing those two together. And that is what I call true potential. Many people Mm -hmm. in the past used to talk about potential from only one side. You know, how can we be more productive, you know, or more creative or or meet our goals faster and quicker. But none of that means anything if you don't actually have the other side of the the mystic. And so bringing those together 
is what I consider to be our, our new hope for humanity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting because I find that even during this crazy time, and actually, especially during this crazy time, more and more people are waking up to the fact that like, the same old materialistic, go, go, go kind of attitude, it actually does not is not fulfilling. It doesn't feed their soul. And they're actually waking up to like, it, even if they're not, quote, unquote, becoming mystics, but they're understanding that relationships are more important, our health, the environment and the interrelatedness of everything. So even some of these mystic type patterns or thoughts or, or habits are kind of getting ingrained uh, to those who are open to it just by the sheer nature of how we're facing something as a, as a global community and not just, you know, it's not just something affecting some people oh far away from us. It's affecting all of us. Yes. And I believe, well said, by the way, I, I love that. And the word that you used that I want to speak about is opening you know, we, we really are opening to a new level of understanding. And when I think of a mystic, I think of what are we opening to? Mm. We're opening to love. We're opening to connection, you know, with the divine, with the earth, with, with others. Uh, I always think of St. Francis because I wrote my book in Assisi, Italy. Uh, the, the vast majority of it was written there over over the oh, course wow. of three years yeah beautiful yeah and you know saint francis he he kind of shirked all the 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 stuff that was going on with the roman catholic community in terms of all the the the, the greed and the you know just trying to acquire things and uh and so i really thought this is a perfect place for me to write my book because mm -hmm. he really thought more deeply what does it mean to be you know a mystic in 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 a world where people are so materialistic yeah. and so yeah. i think all of us are actually having that seed of opening that we no longer have to extract in order to have a beautiful life but what is it deep inside that really wants to come forth. And I think that's the part too, that why I loved writing my book is I believe that it helps people to bring forth that, that, that quality or that essence that um, is wanting to come forth, but maybe there's a bit of, you know, hesitancy or confusion or that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah opening is a powerful word I feel right now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I'm just curious, in, in the process, in the three years it took you to write this book, was there something about what you discovered in writing the book that surprised you? Oh, I think the, the biggest discovery for me was when I completed the writing of the book, the pandemic had, uh, had started, started. Mm -hmm. had started, and I really realized, wow, um, what's happening in the world with uncertainty, with chaos, with, mm. you know, um, two groups, as an example, with vaccinations, you know, pitting, mm. pitting against or sometimes even like outright hatred. Yeah. Um, and all of these things that are happening is, is really, if we can come back to the principles in my book, I realized we just have to live out those principles, even in the worst mm. of times, there's mm. still the strongest way in which we can think, behave, you know, observe. And, and so I think my biggest realization was that for myself, letting go, letting go and allowing was really important because as a speaker, you know, people say, how are you doing? You know, yeah. you loved speaking live and, yeah. uh, and I haven't been on a live stage since, you know, end of February. Right. And, um, and so all those things, the, the, the vocation, uh, how has it shifted for many of us? You know, how it, are we ever going to get back to certain things that we used to absolutely love doing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I found myself quite stressed, as many of us did in March. Mm -hmm. 
And I realized, okay, Karen, you wrote the book. (laughs) (laughs) You better live it. And Uh, so, um, so that's the thing is we, we have to come back to a commitment to living that way, regardless of the external mm, circumstances. mm, mm. All right. We're, we're, we're almost at the end of the show. I'd be remiss if I didn't give you an opportunity, Karen, if people want to find out more about you, get the book, where can they go? What do they do? Yes. So there's two ways to do it. If you Mm -hmm. go to karenmcgregor.com, not only uh, can you have an opportunity to purchase the book there and get lots of beautiful gifts, uh, mm-hmm. there's also um, an opportunity to discover your power archetype. And uh, that's, a, that's a free report that you get. You fill it out and you get a report back about your power archetype. So that's a gift that I want to give everybody on karenmcgregor.com. Uh, if awesome. you choose, if you're an Amazon type person and you want to order the book through Amazon, you certainly can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you are in the world, it's available on Amazon. Um, however, you don't get the gifts included uh, right. on Amazon. You would get them on my website, karenmcgregor.com, MCG. Gotcha. Yes. So that's Karen, K-A-R-E-N-M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R.com. And uh, the link is in our newsletter, if you haven't gotten the newsletter, and we'll make sure it's posted when we post the show on the website. Uh, last question before we sign off. Is, are you working on another book already? Do you have an idea for another book? <laughs> Actually, in January, I'm going to take a seven-day retreat. And I'm going to focus Uh on uh, what is coming out for the next book. I always say that the book writes me. I don't write the book. (laughs) Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. Well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on the show today and taking time out of your schedule. It's been a pleasure to have you. As always, it's wonderful to connect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. And of course, thank you to all my loyal listeners out there who are tuning in, whether you're tuning in live or you're tuning in on the, any of the podcasting apps. You know, we're all over the place. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. Amazon now. Actually, we're, we're now Amazon's doing, um, I think, under Audible, they're doing podcasts. So we're listed there now as well. Thank you so much. If you've enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. Please don't keep us the best kept secret. Get us out there and stay tuned for Uh, Coming on right after our show, it's Ken Foster and his show, Voices of Courage, followed later this afternoon with Antonia and her show, Now You Know, and this evening, Graham uh, Graham Dobbin with his show, The Mind Behind Leadership. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. 
Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.